and there is a plane flying overhead, actually distracting me from my pristine audio. Wow. Actually, this room isn't the greatest. I'm currently moving, so uh, we kind of set up a minimalist setup, but nevertheless, this is an episode of the Aviation Lowdown. In the past two episodes, we were very technical, talking about ADS-B and radar. Today, we're going to have one of my good friends with us. Yes, New York Sky Pirate, a pilot, musician, all-around great guy, and honestly, one of my best friends. So, thanks so much for joining me, man. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's been a long time coming. So, we go so far back. I can't even remember. I think I've known you since maybe we were like 12 or 13 years old, maybe a little later than that. It was sometime in high school, so, I think. Maybe a little later. I think, yeah, I think it was about, I mean, I don't know, maybe 10th grade, I think, because when we met. Right. Yeah. So we did basically two things together. Um, that sounds really bad. No, we, we did uh, <laughs> music and we did flying, uh, aviation nerdy stuff together. Yeah. Yep. And that's actually kind of strange because my other passion besides aviation is music and so is yours. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about what got you into aviation? Uh, maybe what your current position is now. You don't have to go into too specific details if you don't want to, but just you know, give people a feeling for who you are and what you're doing here. Yeah, for sure. Um, right now, um, currently flying right sea on an Airbus. Um, I won't say for who, but uh, for those that follow me on my Instagram, New York Sky Pirate, probably figured it out. <laughs> um, but right. uh, yeah, currently flying uh, Airbus at a major carrier now. I uh, just left the regionals uh, a couple of months ago. So it's uh, a lot of changes have been happening in the last couple of months, which has been pretty cool. Right. So uh, I haven't really had any regrets on my career. It's been a unique career. Uh, started mm-hmm. off kind of slow. Um, kind of honestly, pretty much when you and I met, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. It's like but, it goes way back to the very beginning. Yeah. So, but. yeah, it started, uh, I, you know, I, I really loved flying at a young age. Uh, my mom's story, she had pics of me when I was like six months old, like looking up at the sky in like San Francisco or something like that. I don't know if I yeah, believe I remember, it. But I think I know that picture you're talking about. I th- I think she actually still has it. Uh, I'm sure she holds on to it dearly or something like that. But uh, I, do, I do know there are photos of me where I'm literally in a high chair playing with like toy airplanes. So I, I definitely started at, a, at an early age. By the, I, I honestly, by age like five, six, seven, I was like, you know, always sticking my head in the cockpit. You know, we were lucky enough to go on vacation and like fly to Florida on vacation every year and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I would always be hopping in the cockpit, talking to the guys right? Uh, and just kind of looking at all the buttons and switches like you know a lot of kids still do today and uh mm-hmm. that's what really like amplified the bug but um yeah. you know i uh <laughs> one year my third grade my third grade year we decided to drive to florida on vacation and i actually had a temper tantrum because we weren't flying because <laughs> flying was my favorite part of vacation it wasn't the actual beach it was literally the airplane ride that was my vacation so yeah total airplane nerd at a very young age and that's kind of where it stemmed from yeah so you did, uh, you know, you, you got into the field of aviation. Uh, you went to school for that? I did, yeah. So uh, I went to uh, Embry-Riddle, so, uh, mm-hmm. I, which I do laugh yeah. because the, the company I work for and the school that I went to, you just love making fun of an ETC meme. So I do find that very funny. I was telling my captain yesterday, I was like, I think he just has a personal vendetta against me. But you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. It's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, Riddle's a great so, school. Actually, I visited Riddle before I went to Purdue. And funny story to sort of uh, add this to your story with college education, but you visited Purdue actually at my dorm. I, I don't did. know if you remember that. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> I do. I think we <laughs> went to some party. I don't know. The guy on my floor brought us to some party or something like that. But yeah, it was yeah. Uh, a good time. But I remember uh, Riddle just visiting there. It was a great program. So did you enjoy that? Uh, was it Daytona Beach? Oh, that's that's the only one you went to, right? 
Wait, I told you about it? No. Yeah, it was Daytona Beach. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Remember you had that shirt on? We were, uh, it's when we were both drummers in SEO, the Empire State Youth Orchestra. Remember that? So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, New York Sky Pirate and I go way back to the days of being musicians. We kind of brought this up a few times, but apparently, at least the way he describes the story, we were both in the percussion section of of the Empire State Youth Orchestra, which is a youth orchestra upstate New York, and I had an Embry Riddle shirt on. So is that really what happened? I, that seems sort yeah. of like uh, you a love cliche. telling the story. Yeah, <laughs> you love telling the story that way. I think you just like to take the bragging rights for that. Um, <laughs> I don't know about classic, that. Yeah. Classic you, but no. Um, yeah, this is yeah, typical. I think, me. I think you have a video at your brother's house where you're like telling the story on how you told me about Embry Riddle. <laughs> I think really? it's on somewhere on like a deep YouTube channel somewhere. One of your like 20 yeah. YouTube channels. But, we also um, have a very big history of being banned from Facebook. Actually, well, I don't know about banned, but we've been blocked by countless of our friends over the years. Trolling for, has been our lives before. Yeah, trolling was a has thing. been our lives. <laughs> we don't even because a lot of people when they watch ATC memes videos, they think that it just sort of came out of nowhere. And my partners and I got together and just decided to make this page. But as you know more than anyone else, uh, the trolling and the pranking and just generally being obnoxious goes way back. Um, to a couch phone too, which, uh, which is yeah. funny because uh, again, it's it's cool the amount of pilots I fly with that bring up ATC memes, and I'm like, oh, funny story. He's one of my best <laughs> friends from like high school, and they're like, what? So I tell him, yeah. I show like pictures and stuff, and I'll, and the stories always start. I'm like, all the stuff that led to ATC memes, I think, started on our friend Rob's couch and his couch yeah. phone. I think that's kind of like where all that kind of stuff started stemming from, essentially. You know, all those prank phone calls. <laughs> If you guys hear that sound, that's my cat jumping over my computer right now. So yeah, I got a cat in my lap, and I'm drinking coffee too. So if you hear that sipping noise, I have yeah. a uh, I have a diet ginger ale. This is living on the edge, guys. Here, oh man, there we go, getting crazy on this Sunday night. But uh, yes. <laughs> so you're a pilot for you know a, a carrier that flies the Airbus, and you're a musician. We're gonna get into that a little bit in a bit. But you also said how you know you and I. We're doing some pranks over the years and things like uh, when you were growing up, we were in that environment. Did you know exactly what you wanted to do prior to going to Riddle? Like, did you know oh, you wanted yeah. to be a pilot? Did you? Yeah, pilot? it was a pretty solidified decision from like an early age. And, uh, you know, of course, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want to be a pilot. I want to be an astronaut or fireman. And like, of course, older, you know, or, or adults rather don't really take it that seriously because they're like, oh, you're, you're mm-hmm. 10. You don't, you know, you don't really fully right. know what you want to be. But like I did, you know, and uh, right. I had books on airplanes, toys on like, you know, airplane toys and Yep. You know, we'd, uh, you know, we'd fly to the, or we'd drive to the airport and watch airplanes land and take off all day. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I knew at an early age, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I think there was like that brief stint where it was kind of the music. Too. I remember telling my mom, I was like, I don't want to go to college. I just want to get a bunch of tattoos. So you sort of, uh, you went between, I, I guess you sort of, uh, were trying to decide if you wanted to be uh, like a musician and become yeah. the next Travis Barker or whether or not yeah, you wanted to be a pilot. Yeah, that's pretty much what I told him. Yeah, which is pretty much what I told my mom. I was like, yeah, I just want to like not go to college and get a bunch of tattoos and just tour in a rock band. And she's like, you're going to private school. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. There was no other option. At that point. <laughs> no offense or buts. She's like, yeah, we're it's not really like, so. I feel like a lot of our friends had that, like met that fate in one way or the other. It just, but yet we still there was did a it. wall there, you know. <laughs> yeah, we that just didn't do the tattoos. You was the tattoos. It was, yeah, I got, got one tattoo and, you know, still did the rock band thing. So it kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it ended up blending uh, pretty well with who you have become as a well-rounded person, somebody who still does music and somebody who also still does, obviously, flying. And just before we went on this podcast, we are, we are all in this big group chat with all my friends and my... <laughs> Uh, brother and whatnot and you were saying how you're going to be i guess on an overnight you're going to be staying 
at one particular location and my brother will be there and you're like hey you, you guys want a drummer <laughs> yeah not 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 even uh, i just got done with the trip yesterday i was supposed to go back to work on the 28th but uh we have a lot of flexibility with our schedule i literally just dropped the, the trip i was supposed to fly and then picked up another trip on the 31st so mm-hmm. uh now, wow. I have, now i have a week off and just like literally like a snap your finger <laughs> which is pretty cool that's uh right a lot different than what it was like at the regionals yeah, which is so, uh, really cool but uh, yeah no you have some, just gonna fly home or fly home essentially to uh, play a show with your brother <laughs> so that's the coolest thing where is that going to be again in california right yeah is that no home home in new york no, no, or home no, no, in, home in new i don't even york. know where kid lives these days i'm in chicago now so yeah so uh no i'm gonna fly home to new york and i'll play a show on friday night in new york and then i'm gonna fly back to chicago probably like saturday night and then go to work that's sunday amazing <laughs> so you guys this and then is what happens go see Rob you can in reach. san diego and I'll be yeah. in San Diego on Sunday. But yeah, you can sort of be on tour perpetually for your entire career. You just you'll be you'll be flying the plane. That's the only caveat to this, but it is worth it well, because the, then you can go meet your friends and play some music. Oh, without a doubt. What's the who's the uh, musician who flies his own plane? Um, um, Bruce Dickinson, right? Bruce Dickinson from uh, yeah. Iron Maiden. Yeah. So this guy flies that, like a, and it's not like be, a Cessna. He's on a seven forty seven. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, he like they had a tour. Yeah, they had a tour and he flew the entire like tour like. Yeah, fourth one. I think yep. that would That's be like my story. pinnacle. Yeah, if I that would be like my pinnacle. If I could fly myself and my band on tour, I think right. that would be like, all right, cool, I did it. <laughs> like checking the box. What would you well, like? What emblem would you have on the side? Would you have some sort of tattoo? I'm thinking like the famous status <laughs> maybe. It's not. No, no, maybe you've grown that, up from that, that point. That, that, yeah, I've grown up from that. I think. Plus, I think I'd be sued out the uh, butt by Travis Barker. So. That yeah, would, that uh, could happen. That would not be a good look. <laughs> Speaking of so, which, that uh, what is it? OCDP uh, snare drum yeah, that you had? Yeah, that, the Orange which, County. Uh, I don't know if you guys know a lot about music, but the vented snare drum is essentially a drum with holes cut in the side. It's for uh, volume with uh, no other be- better explanation. Yeah, this is the it. loudest drum I've ever heard. I used to have uh, nightmares about that thing. You 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 loved and hated it at the same time as a uh, especially oh, when man. we recorded. When you're in the studio, um you hated yep. recording with it cuz it was just so much punch and yeah, yeah it's a 20 yep. ply uh <laughs> snare drum which is a lot actually cuz like for those of you who probably don't know about this for drum like some drummers will probably know but uh the more ply the drum has the louder mm-hmm it is the more punch it has and right. uh i think a standard a standard snare drum is what probably like 14 ply maybe 12 yeah ply. it depends depends on the, the wood but birch yeah. maybe like you know 12 to 16 or something i believe yeah so. this, this is this is like a 20 ply maple wood snare drum with like crushed lime green glass lacquered over it and yeah. it, we found out it uh glowed in the dark under black oh i remember that show. I me- oh man yeah you're bringing back some see I Guys, know. this is bringing back a lot of memories <laughs> because, see, we are both huge aviation nerds, but you have to understand, we were in high school, and we had black lights over the drums to light up the snare drum, and I couldn't figure out why all of my condenser mics had 60 hertz hums in them, and then I realized, holy shit, it's the- And then my, 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 my crotch was glowing, and they're like, dude, daily. Oh, dude, everything was glowing. Oh, we, gotta, we, gotta were, that, we, we won't get into all out. the stains we found. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, so- Shifting gears yeah. a little bit back to the days of when we grew sure. up together as aviation nerds, we did a lot of plane spotting. And on yes. more than one occasion, we were asked to at least identify ourselves to the law enforcement officers. We never yeah, had a problem. Many, many we times. never, kicked, we no, never really were know, kicked cause, out. No, because I think we, <laughs> if there were like two kids that looked like they were probably not going to do anything, it would probably be us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we were like the nerdiest kids. Ever. Well, I don't know about you. You had like the stars and straps shirt, and you, I no, think you just had I, drumsticks you know, and like plaid pants. I was just gonna say, I think like I probably looked like a renegade like skater kid because I was like, I that was definitely like the time <laughs> where I was like sideways hat, like 
baggy dicky shorts and like I've, you know i was wearing like skater shoes and like tube socks yeah so i probably were. like i was like uh up to no good so that makes sense that was like you know my skater punk rock phase i have like a <laughs> uh, a three level studded belt i still occasionally wear to bring back the old days you know and then i'm like that's classic shit, you know this is uh this is some spencer's stuff right here oh yeah dude i was but, uh i was back home i don't know maybe like a couple months ago and i was old room which is not my other brother's room but uh one of my famous stars and straps belts it had like white stars on it <laughs> and uh, i remember that thing. it had the belt yep. buckle too oh yeah it was the, it was like a huge like cadillac belt buckle but it said famous stars and straps in the middle of it and um <laughs> man what a time <laughs> what a time to be alive. Have, like, this kid actually dude, now you have lives in your hands you know it's weird man like I, it's 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 funny though it's like i look back at pictures of me back then it was like i like liberty spikes sideways hat and like all that kind of stuff and like mohawk and like i want to like dye my hair blue and my mom was like none of this no, like will not be gonna, on yeah. your Instagram. yeah but it's you know it's it's funny because like my last day and like you know I'll, I, can, I can i'll talk about who i flew for previously you know since i'm not gonna like i used to fly yeah. for sky west and sky west sure. was an awesome company uh, i was there for three years and awesome awesome people I had a blast there. It, it was definitely like bittersweet when I left, but uh, mm-hmm. the amount of pilots that I flew with who were drummers or previous musicians, we had guys that were at the company who like literally were like friends with Matt Skiba and like mm-hmm. uh, opened up for no doubt before they were famous and stuff like that. Like really cool stories. And it wow. really like opened my eyes that there are a lot of pilots who have this kind of music, uh, music and even like another, uh, another buddy of mine, he's still there. Uh, he was a, he's a Grammy award winning drummer. Wow. And like literally like that's how he paid for flight school and like he has Grammys. <laughs> that's so cool. And like it's really cool. And now he's like, Yeah, I just want to be a pilot. And he like he left the music industry and like he was like literally in the music industry. Right. You know, like he worked at uh you know, I forgot who we worked for out there, but uh it's really cool. So there are a lot of pilots who do that. Yeah. And I find even neat. with this podcast, like talking to different people, whether it's fitness or whether it's business or of course social media, that's a big part too. But everyone seems to have their own side hustle so to speak and you know it doesn't necessarily have to do with aviation I, which is really cool yeah no you know and i think i think most do mm-hmm. uh, and they can be anything really and i, I think it's important honestly because with this job it's you get a lot of time off actually you really do yeah. you know, it's quite the contrary to what people outside the uh, aviation world think they're like think you're gone all the time and you can be it really depends on the type of job you have of course but um a lot of airlines especially when you get to like the majors you have a lot of flexibility of moving your schedule around mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like to put things in perspective, I'm brand new. Like this is like my, you know, this is one of my first months, like on the line. Right. And I have 20 days, 19 days off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, and it's a lot of that's like a stretch of days off. So like I can go travel, I can go play music. Mm-hmm. You can really do whatever you want. It's really, really nice. And, um, yeah, I think because of all that free time, so many pilots and flight attendants tend to get side gigs because it just keeps us busy. Right. You know? Right. Um, and we just, you know, obviously you have other uh, passions and music's obviously for me, one of them. So it's nice to be able to do both for sure. Do you have any, uh, particular goals in music? I mean, I know just for me personally, it's been such a big part of your life. Uh, do you have any, uh, you know, maybe goals, uh, for example, my brother. So my brother, Mark, he does music full time and that's obviously the extreme end of it. You're going to want to keep flying, of course, but do you have any, uh, aspirations to like be a producer like he is or try yeah, and record stuff? You know what? Uh, actually your brother and I talked about yeah that uh it's something i've always kind of put on the back burner and I, it's something i've always wanted to do but do right right so where the flexibility i didn't have that flexibility at the regionals yeah so like for people listening who are trying to get to that point where they have the flexibility to do what they want to do like uh, what is your advice to them 
Let's say they're at the regional regionals and they have really bad uh, schedules, for example, right now. What's your advice? Yeah, you know, it's just one, take it one step at a time. You know, it's um, it's one of those things. I had so many things I wanted to do, and I knew I couldn't do it until I got to where I wanted to be. And now that I finally got there, I can finally start doing those things. Right. Um, if you're at that level of flying at the regionals or just working your way up, you know, just keep hustling. You know, yeah. it's it was a long road for me. I um, from the time I flew in an airplane for the first time to the point I got into the right seat of an RJ, it took 10 years, Yeah, you know, but I, it was a long road. It was, it was, you know, and it's, it's cool. It's, it's awesome because you have faster routes to get there now. And it's great. And I love that the pay is higher at the regionals now. Right. Uh, I remember making $500 a week when I flew corporate. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's pretty bad. Um, that's, that's like, yeah, uh, like, you know, know that, that's, that's like next a year, Like I'll be making, yeah. A, yeah. yeah, no, it's crazy. And it, it's awesome how much the industry has changed for the better in the last five years, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's cool that the money's going up at the regionals and, uh, it's nice to be able to like, finally, like, you know, the regionals was the first time I was able to actually make a living and like right. be comfortable and live comfortably and start saving some money right. here and there. Yeah. And like, now that I'm at the majors and to see what I can make, like next, especially on year two pay next year, I'm like, Whoa, yeah. to do the same thing I was doing the last, you know, 13 years I've been flying airplanes. Sure. I mean, that's so, so, that's so inspiring. It, like, and I always tell people, I'm like, yo, don't underestimate how inspiring your story could be to other people. Because I know just from running this page and ATC memes, uh, for example, is a, is a very, very large page. I realized that we touched a lot of people in the is. industry and like, I get so many messages from people who I just simply have no idea how to respond. It's like, dude, what should I do with my life? Like, here I am. This is what I'm looking to do. Give me some advice, dude. And I'm like, yo, I'm asking myself that question every morning. So to have people like oh, yeah. you who are, you know, getting experience and experiencing that going from regionals to now I fly in an Airbus, it's like, wow, you know, you inspire a bunch of people who could be listening. So it's been important. And it's, it, yeah, no, it is. And, you know, like, in, I got to where I was because of mentors. I had, you know, I was really lucky to have pilot mentors. Yeah going through the ranks and you know they were both retired airline guys one flew for southwest one flew for u.s airways mm-hmm. and um they taught me a lot yeah, so we you know, were, not just like i'm sorry yeah we were just talking about this on a, an instagram live a few days ago about mentors and how a lot of people today whether it's doing music or whether it's doing aviation or some trade or some business like a lot of people don't have that mentor voice and uh it's sort of a shame because there's so many people out there who are willing to help and willing to get the word out, but the, you just, it's tough to find them. But at the same time, they are everywhere. If you look a little bit deeper, you know, these people are willing to help. Yeah. So like, how did you meet your mentor? I guess, I guess the next question people would be like, well, how do I do that? You know, how do I, where do I go? Yeah, so it, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to find them. Um, they're out there, especially in this industry, because the, the one thing I really love about the, uh, the pilot world, the aviation world is everyone's willing to help each other out, mm-hmm. you know, yep. um, to get into the airline I'm at now, like, you know, it's, I had a, I had a couple friends there, but I had a buddy who was friends of one of my friends and he was willing to write me a letter of recommendation to help me get hired at the company I'm at now. Nice. He, he, I I only met him once and it's just like, that's just kind of how it is in this industry, you know, help each other out. It's it's not like the doggy dog world. Like it is in like the finance world or, you know, the corporate world. It's very different. But, uh, yeah, to, to, uh, reiterate on what we were talking about, uh, the mentor thing, I, uh, I just, I got lucky. I, um, I was flying to California on a Southwest flight and, uh, we happened to be in Chicago midway. And we were uh, boarding on another airplane. The uh, first officer was welcoming all the passengers on board. Uh, I just toured Embry-Riddle, actually. So, of course, you know, in natural Embry-Riddle fashion, <laughs> you had a I'm wearing my Embry-Riddle t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you shouldn't get rid of those oh, shirts, man. guys. You wear them every day. You never know. You might find Yeah, them. you know what? Like, it, it's one of those things you look back now and you're like, you see it in, in the terminals and you're like, oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, and then you realize, like, I was that kid, too. Yeah. So it's like, you'll hey, for those of you that are doing it now, you'll outgrow it. It's going to happen. Just <laughs> don't do it when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's cool. But you can oh, buy so, ATC no. memes sectional pants. That will not go out of style. So buy that, those. That will not go out of style. Please do. Um, <laughs> 
right. harmless harmless tag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> harmless <laughs> <shout-out>. <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so he he saw my uh embry riddle shirt and he's like oh i went to embry riddle and um I'm like, oh, I just toured there. I, uh, I'm going there in the fall. And he's like, oh, cool. I'm like, hey, can I go up front in the cockpit? He's like, yeah, absolutely. So I walk up front, introduce myself to the captain. Mm-hmm. He uh, has me sit down the uh, the first officer's seat. And we're talking. And uh, he's, you know, he's asking me questions about, you know, the airplane. And uh, up until that point, you know, of course, back then, like, Flight Simulator was huge. Right. And I was obsessed with uh, Flight Sim. I played all the time. Yep. But, of course, I, I would buy, like, all the payware stuff. Yeah. So I had like the uh, what was it like it was like the PNBG seven. Oh yeah, the add-ons. Like the add-ons total, are more money than total, the actual yeah. uh, you know the the software base. Oh, the game. Yeah, um, it was great, but like you really had to learn the airplane. Mm-hmm. Like so, I you had to learn the flows, the you know the checklist of the seven thirty seven. So of course you go online and find all that stuff. And uh, he's asked me, he starts asking me questions like, oh yeah, what's this? I'm like, oh the flaps, the throttles, you know, right. speed brakes, stuff like that. And then he gets to the overhead panel, and I'm starting to explain to him about like the pneumatic system and the bleeds and the packs and you know the uh, fuel pumps and he's like wait he's like how old are you and i'm like oh i'm fifth um uh i I think i was like 16 or something like 16 or something like that i just started taking flying lessons yeah yeah (laughs) and he's like wow he's like you know a lot about this airplane and i'm like yeah and like i told him like the percentage of n2 you guys got to initiate the fuel flow and he was like blown away by that i I guess and uh, like if i heard this 15 or 16 year old (laughs) i'd be like this is like this is uh, atc memes material is what i think it was kind of it was kind of ridiculous yeah so um and i i didn't realize like you know, a 15 year old doesn't, you know, isn't really supposed to know that stuff right. at that age, but mm-hmm. I was obsessed, you know, I loved it. I loved airplanes and yeah. uh, he, he was really impressed by it. And uh, we, we got talking more and he's like, Oh, say I'm taking off a runway one in uh, Albany, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, Oh, like, Hey, that's where I'm from. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, and he's like, Oh, I live in Saratoga, which, you know, it's like only 40 minutes North of there. Right. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Mind you, we're in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Small world. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, of course they had to go. I had to go back and take my seat before they uh, pushed back. But uh, before we did, he came back into the cabin and gave me his card. And uh, he said, uh, "Hey, like when you get back from vacation, here's my card. Give me a call. I'd like to help you get started in your career." Wow. And you guys and, have been uh, friends, mentors ever since. He's been your mentor ever since. Ever. Yep. He he's he's like another father to me. Yeah, honestly, sure. I've gone. I went. I went to his retirement flight yep. uh, later that year. Yep. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's kind of like really showed me like the world of like the airlines was like and i was like wow and right. you know he was nice enough to just like he just taught me everything you know yeah. and um, he shared a lot of stuff about the airlines told me awesome stories right. and showed me like you know what they did at southwest and things like that and um yeah you know he's been in college graduation all that stuff right. i've been to family reunion so like mm-hmm. it's really blossomed into a very you know uh close friendship right and um yeah it's great it's crazy so, too like uh you know your mentor story really inspires me to always just think about that and that the aspect here it's like you know and one li- the craziest part about life a lot of times is like one little factor ends up propagating to be a huge change in your life you know at the time you're like if you were on a different flight or you just didn't even talk to that guy or maybe if you like didn't even have your ember riddle shirt on none of that would have happened you know but right? now here yeah. you are years later and that guy like you said he's been like a second father to you so, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll mm-hmm. get more and more increasing in how deep that has meant to you as time goes on, which is insane, you know? I, yeah, and, he, and he's, he's been there for every step of the way, right. and he's seen my career grow. He's seen me start off, you know, flying, you know, obviously when I was doing my ratings, and, you know, I, I would call him after each rating I'd get. I'd be like, hey, I got my private. Hey, I got my instrument. Right. You know, he was probably like my fifth passenger ever when I got my private. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, That's awesome. uh, you know, every rating I would call him, every airline I got hired at, I'd call him, mm-hmm. and... um yeah. Yeah. So he was like one of the first people I'd call after. I remember when I got hired at Sky West, I was in the parking lot of the uh, hotel I interviewed at in Denver. Yep. 
And uh, yeah, I literally just walked out of the interview. I got the offer mm-hmm. and I called him and I was like, oh man. Right. So uh, yeah, he's been there every th- step of the way, which is, has been really, really cool. Yeah. So that, and I think I, uh, he's excited because like now I'm finally like, you know, pretty much at the pinnacle of my career now. Right. And uh, something that a goal that I set too is like I told myself when I first started flying mm-hmm. and you gotta, you gotta remember back then, you know, this is probably what 2006. Right. Yeah. That's the time. Uh, the airlines were, it was a whole different world back then. The airlines were not hiring. They were furloughing. Uh, it was like right at the bubble of the uh, yeah, I mean, financial crisis yeah, going on there right. and stuff. So things are bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, regionals were furloughing. There were guys going back to, you know, flight instruct because they got furloughed from the regional. So like, it was not a promising like career to get into. Yeah. At the time. I mean, we both, I'm, I'm only, t- how old are you by the way? If you don't mind saying you're, 29, 29 for a couple more months yeah, yeah. So, so okay so we're basically the same yeah. age although now i'm 30 yeah so you're, more, you're a year old yeah you're a year older than 30 me, yeah. is way more stigmatized than 29 so i think so you know i think so i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm kind of excited for it actually yeah. not really for men for for women it's way more stigmatized you know men a lot of, a lot of guys i know their life starts at 30 you know the old, which is not i kind of feel that me. way yeah no no not at all but yeah i kind of feel that way as well i'm like i feel like i'm like just getting started, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, so, yeah, by the we'll way, see, we'll see. Um, just uh, just a general shout out. But there was two people who I wanted to mention on this podcast. I don't know if you've heard about them. These guys, they have a podcast themselves called Spread Aviation. Have you ever heard about it? Um, what, what was it's it? Called, sorry, it's relatively new. It's called Spread Aviation. Um, no, I haven't. And it's actually. just two guys, Rob and Matt. And the only reason I'm mentioning it is because they have sort of like the same description as to what you were telling me, how, you know, it's a really, really tight in industry and safety is critical and so are the relationships in aviation. So um, if you guys are checking out this podcast, like that podcast, uh, highly recommended. Like I'm not trying to like do an advertisement or do any particular shout out, but check them out because I just, I opened yeah. my browser and it was open. And I wanted to tell people about this podcast. It's really, really nice. So that's cool. I'll have to check it yeah. out as well. But, um, so nowadays, you know, you are, you're in Chicago. You said, do you live there permanently or you're looking to go somewhere else? Yeah, no, I, uh, I moved here three years ago and I got hired at sky West mm-hmm. and, uh, my airline that I currently work for now has a base here. Hopefully I can get based there by the summer. Hopefully right now I'm a uh, Fort Lauderdale base. So I'll, uh, hopefully I can get out there soon, but, right. um, it's cool though. Cause I can drop my schedule at a base and just pick up out of Chicago usually. So that's right. pretty, pretty nice. Right. So it's essentially, even though I'm not based in Chicago, I can still pretty much fly out of Chicago, um, which is cool. That being said, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I lived for three years. I love this city. It's a great city. I want to stay. Right. Um, it's cool. There's a lot to do here. I've, uh, I fell in love with this place. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. New York, New York is not home anymore. It's uh, I think I call Chicago home now. I know, man. Cool. The last time I saw you was actually up in the Great Sock and Dog Lake. I think no, that was after that. But that <laughs> feels like that's what I remember most. It's funny. I, I was also see. I'm telling. I was telling all these stories to my captain yesterday because she uh, was saying how she, you know, she follows ATC memes too. And I was like, yeah. So I started telling her all the stories of the lake house and stuff. And she's like, man, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. We um, <laughs> we at one point. I'm not going to get too heavy into details. This doesn't really have to do with anything you did. But at one point, I wanted to have a big party uh, based on ATC memes at Rob's lake house. So. <sighs> Of course, in typical day fashion, one idea ran into a huge planning event, and uh, I actually tried to get like all these like girls to come to the camp, and all these dudes. Who I met. It was a long story, but it, then of course yeah. the guy who's he, it's his camp, you know, it's his literal <laughs> property. He's like, you didn't tell me anything about this. I'm like, yeah, maybe I screwed that up a little bit. <laughs> that's, like, hey, put put that one on my tab. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You're taking the <laughs> yeah. boat out, Rob. He's like, who are you people? <laughs> oh man, and the and the funny thing is, is you know, I was telling my captain this yesterday. I was like, I always want to drive the boat and it's like rob rob's always like dude like don't you just want to like not like drive i'm like dude you don't get it he's like 
the boat's fun. He's like, you fly an airplane, you fly an airliner. Right. Isn't that fun? I'm like, no, dude, the boat's cool. Yeah, he's like, the boat is way more fun. <laughs> the boat's way more fun than flying an airliner. Although we do have a little bit of a story <laughs> reference to that boat on that great Sakandaga Lake. So we were upstate, uh, it was probably about two or three years ago. It was actually my bachelor party, I think. Uh, one thing led <laughs> yeah. to the other, and we're like, we got to take the boat out again because we just wanted to enjoy. It was a beautiful evening up in the Adirondacks, uh, and we're just like, let's yeah. go, let's go take it out. And then, you know, of course, throttle the boat full, sur- full throttle, and just do circles for like ten minutes straight. And at no point did any- wasting so much. Yeah, gas. at yeah. no point did any one of us like we are. You know, here we are, like aviation professionals, engineers. We have like critical finance people. Like these are people who need like really critical, you know, ability to scan information. Right. At no point did any one of yes. us think oh my god we're gonna run out of fuel <laughs> so we're gonna run out of gas here we are in the middle of the lake and it's like on e we're like oh my god and then our friend andrew who was like the proverbial like sidekick who's always getting lost and causing trouble and just like just being that charlie annoying- charlie charlie day like i think the best way to describe <laughs> yeah. andrew is charlie day from always sunny <laughs> That's literally who Andrew is. Same voice and everything. He's the only person who had cash. So (laughs) yes, talk about like the unlikely hero. You know, we pull in that. Well, can I, can I, can I jump in here real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So like, I remember, uh, the sun was setting and Rob was like, we're all like, Oh dude, running out of gas. And we're like, how, we're like, how far is the uh, marina? He's like, dude, it's like probably like a mile away down the lake. (laughs) And it closes in like four minutes. And I'm like, all right, challenge, challenge accepted full throttle. Like, (laughs) and Rob's like, dude, like we're going to run out of gas. If you do this, I'm like, we're either going to run out of gas or (laughs) we're not going to get there in time. So you pick. Yeah. (laughs) We all sort of, I'm like, I'll take my chances. We're like, we're going to let the pilot take control of this boat. Like this is where I I, I, I made a, I made a full, like, you know, piloting command decision on the boat. And I was like, we are going for it. And uh, otherwise we're going to be rowing back. And that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's one of those things too. You're on a lake. Like, yeah, obviously if you're in an airplane, things are way more serious. You would never do anything like that in an airplane. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's, but yeah, like when you're on the lake or in a car, you're like, oh, you know, worst case scenario, you stop, you run out of gas and you're in the middle of the lake and you're kind of, you it's kinda get some help for your row. Yeah. And yeah, I, mean, I do remember, and I have, I have pictures of this too. It was getting very dark. That was the only concern that we had. There was it not was, a lot of boat traffic. We would have been out there for probably the night. So <laughs> we were flying and, uh, we get there and the kid, like the teenager who's working there for the summer is literally like walking up to his mom's car. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were all like, yo, 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 stop, yep. stop, stop. And we convinced oh. them to come back and open the gas pump. <laughs> and that's there. when we were like, hey, do we, do we have any money? And none of us had money. None of us had our wallets with us. Like, like classic us. Like you would think all these professionals would be like, oh, here's my credit card. Nope. We had no money. Yeah. And that's where Andrew came and saved the day. He's like, oh, I got cash, guys. Yep. <laughs> and they filled it up and we were on our way. Oh, that was and, wild. You know, they didn't actually home, hit yeah. me how serious that was until hours later, like later that night at 11 o'clock. I'm like, did we like almost run out of fuel in the middle of the lake? You're like, yes. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> I'm like, we absolutely did. <laughs> but, but we made it back. That was just one of the many stories <laughs> we have together. And of course, we do have some, I suppose, these totemistic places we used to hang out at, like the 76 Diner in Latham, New York. Shout out to the 76. They know that's going to be, that's thing. another, oh, they still do. Uh, <laughs> do they still, I don't know. What is it? Now, you're, oh, you're way do. more no, of a legendary still... than me, by the way. So, well, you know what's funny is like, I was there, I don't know, every once in a while. Every time I'm home, I have to go in at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, but we walk in there and it's literally like always like, oh, hey, is like, is the crew coming? They're like, hey, John. Right. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, so-and-so, so I'm not everyone's here. Uh, but it's rare that all of us get to go eat there. It's usually probably the weekend we go to uh, Rob's Lake House right. is when we all get together, all like eight of us get together and eat right. in that back table there. Yep. And uh, 
they like literally separate us from everybody on yeah purpose. they know they're like <laughs> okay there's a, some sort of like code name they have for us and they're like just put these people in the back of the room like we don't want that's to deal it with them they're so obnoxious. they they know what servers are favorite and they yeah. <laughs> like they literally like they figured it all out they know and um yeah. i mean we probably poured in like i don't know dude five figures probably easily yeah I mean, <laughs> over the years that place is... starting starting at like you know junior high working our way up oh yeah so many countless stories at that place though Not even I'm, that. Uh, like ex-girlfriends and all sorts of stuff and like yeah it's it's a, that that place is a staple yeah i, I have always love that you know place. collectively ruined and reassembled my life so many times sitting at the tables <laughs> at, at <laughs> so absolutely true like every i think every serious moment that i've gone through in my life has like I've had a talk with yeah. one friend or another at 76. Oh my God. <laughs> Give me another chicken wrap. You know, my, the funniest story though involves my mom. Uh, so I have two brothers as uh, you obviously know, a lot of my listeners probably don't know that, but I'm the eldest of three. Okay. Oldest brother. And so brothers generally, uh, they, they get along, but they have their own like ways of expressing themselves, stuff like that. And uh, we were never like uh, really mean to each other. We actually got along really well, but we always have like our own group of friends. But the thing with our group, you and I is that our friend group always sort of overlap. Uh, which is really cool. But my youngest brother, yeah, yeah. he's sort of like, you know, he didn't necessarily because of the age difference. You know, when you're talking about like 30 and 24, it's a hell of a lot different than like, you know, 18 and 12. So we it's like, would occasionally try to be like nice to my brother and be like, hey, you want to come or whatever? And one day we didn't invite him to up to Lake George. And I'll never forget my mom was like, you know, all you do is go to 76 Diner and – let me order my chicken wrap. <laughs> By the way, mom, if you're listening, love you much. Like this is just a great story. But she's like, all you do is go, you know, find your own damn friends and do your own thing. And then we're about ready to walk out the door, and she's like, take your brother with you. <laughs> you know, like we were trying yeah. to like separate ourselves, but I don't oh, know. Oh, we would. And that's I think that's natural though. It was the same for me because I'm also the oldest of uh, you know right. three, and yeah. uh, I got two younger brothers that are practically the same age as like your brothers too. Yeah. So it's all pretty, you know. And all of us hang out. Like our brothers come up to the camp, and your brothers do. And it's like mm-hmm. it's cool that like everyone's so intertwine now with our siblings and stuff like that right. and we're all like really close so yep. it's I, we have a, we have a huge i think like it's funny too because when i explain this to people that i meet yeah i don't have just one best friend like i literally have like eight nine best friends and it's incredibly rare what we have i think yeah um especially how we keep in touch we still see each other yep and uh but i think it's cool because we're all different you know we're all very unique we're in so our own way and uh yeah but two. like we all you don't need more than one me yeah me, oh or, you know, oh man, that'd be Alpha City over here. <laughs> so I kind of feel bad. We'll, we'll get back to the aviation stuff in a minute. I feel bad for the aviation folks listening, but we'll, no, I but promise not, we'll get back to some. You know, I had a lot here. of emails. I got probably like fifty emails, and most of the complaints said that this podcast was too short. So hopefully, you guys are having uh, really? more of an interesting listen. Maybe people don't care. That's fine too. But um, but I wanted to <laughs> sort of bring into light you know, after after this episode, your ratings at a plummet. Yeah, yeah aviation lowdown <laughs> was fun while it lasted, but so, yeah, we, <laughs> we grew pleasure up in, like, to do the last episode. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we grew up in a really conducive environment for creativity. And actually, that's what made you able to pursue your passion in flying. And it's why yeah. I can, you know, I, I guess, you know, do all this stuff with the memes or whatever, because I feel like at no point was I going to be uh, judged for something a little bit different. And I've had moments where it's like, oh, maybe, you know, you should, uh, you should stay on this track. And then I'd had other moments where it's like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to do this because yeah, it's really well- what I want to do, you know? And I think the cool thing with us, and it, it still happens in our in our group chat all the time, is like you know we're all growing still. We're all like have these new adventures and these new opportunities that are you know coming about, and you know we we talk about them with each other. And for the most part, we're always like, dude, just go for it. You yeah. know, like I think we have such a close knit crew where we thrive off each other's success. Yeah. 
and we're always pushing pushing each other to do better and uh i think that's very unique too because like mm-hmm. we're not like trying to one-up each other yeah. we're literally just generally happy for each other and we're all very oriented people dude so true that and we're all and all successful in our own accord you know like what you do and what i do and what mark i mean literally everybody and even rob with his stuff out in san diego dude. working for like the you know military Rob's and stuff a like fucking that. genius dude like dude <laughs> guys if i if i could just describe one thing to you in this podcast it's uh Keep your keep an open mind no matter what you do. Like you know, you're obsessed with aviation. You're obsessed with music. You're obsessed with uh, women, right? So whatever you want to do, make sure you approach it with a more uh, open mindedness in the sense that you never know who's going to be able to help you out. Like a lot of a lot of this discussion in this podcast so far has just been about like you know what's helped you and who has helped you get to where you are today. And I look to you actually as somebody yeah, like to turn it yeah. on. In, in on itself a little recursively here i actually look to you as being somebody who oh. <laughs> inspires me quite a bit because dude like you're always going out there doing your thing like really consistently has been making these posts on your instagram and your career has been accelerating every single time i check it and again i think it's all because of the overall well-roundedness of everything like your music and your friends and your uh, expression oh. and your and you know obviously flying so it's pretty cool no and it's cool because like i i i get like excited talking about you guys you know i'll talk about oh like one of my best friends and travel partners and you know ex-bandmate is a music producer now and like all the stuff he's doing all the stuff you're doing with atc memes and how big it's gotten uh it's really cool to talk about i i I do like get excited like bragging about you guys yeah well i mean you know it's it's like it comes (laughs) we mentioned how we don't try to like one-up each other but we always sort of have this competition but it's not competition in a bad way it comes from a sense of uh like lottery in a way you know you you want to sort of outdo each other but it comes from a really really supportive base that's so important that a lot in the pilot world and uh, i mean obviously you're going to deal with your alpha guys who are like not right. better than you but i mean you're going to deal with that in any career yeah i mean and you, you had that jump story once i remember you told me that story about how people yeah, can just yeah. be really rude you know so. yeah and it happens but you know like like 99.99 times out of 10 like or 100 rather yeah. <laughs> pilots can do math great anyway <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you start flying an airbus anyway yeah. so <laughs> where's my side stick um, yeah. right yeah so no like literally like i mean you're gonna get bad apples here and there that's just that's just natural you know right. you just gotta you know ride the wave and deal with it and just know that like they're rare but like i kind of want to go back to what you're talking about being an open mind is like it's really important especially for this industry because of course when you're like 17 18 you have a plan you're like this is what i'm doing this is the regional i'm going to this is what i'm going to do and this is where i'm going to go after that and like none of that happened right. literally everything that i planned for my career when I was 18, none of it went the way I thought it was going to. Yep. And mm-hmm. you got, you have to be willing to accept that and right. don't look at it as a negative, uh, negative, you know, cause yeah, there's times you get down the dumps and you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not at this point yet. I'm not the airlines yet. I'm still flying corporate or whatever. And, right. um, you know what I, each take each, uh, each like moment and opportunity given you and mm-hmm. literally grow from it. And, you know, I flew a beach jet for, you know, a couple of years and a triple prop and I, I made that. no, like so mm-hmm. little money, but I had some of my best time. I flew a caper, I flew in like a little twin piston engine airplane. And like right. some of my favorite aviation moments were back from then when I flew 10 legs a day and, yeah. you know, hand flew 1800 RVR approaches, you know, from the right seat in like yeah. a six, standard six pack airplane. Like I, I didn't make a lot of money, but it was the most fun I've had in my career hands yeah. down. Yep. And I think so, like for those that are just starting or just kind of getting to that point where they have the hours to go to fly for an operation like that, and there's a bunch of them out there, uh, do it. You know, you'll gain a lot of experience. Um, you'll 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 complain, but that's pretty natural. You know, it's, yeah. 
Right. Pilots love to complain. <laughs> even even, even, <laughs> yeah, you even the see guys my DMs, I have about 1,900 oh, messages like that. So, Oh, yep. you'll even hear the guys making 450000 a year complain about something. I mean, they're complaining about, like, oh, my second lake house. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. an awesome problem to have. But <laughs> I you, uh, N90 controllers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so seriously. It goes on both sides. And, right. uh, but, you know, it's, you just got to take each opportunity and just grow from it and learn from it. And, um, I think that's, that's a life lesson in general, not just an yeah. aviation lesson, but yeah, that's it, man. It's, it's been a good ride. It's so far. I'm, I'm really lucky to have got to where I am. I told myself and I'm, I am really blessed and lucky to get to where I am and how early, I, um, how early I did because I, you know, I was lucky to, I never, I never got my CFI or double I, Mm-hmm. I got hired flying a turboprop in the right seat when I had like 350 hours. I got typed in a beach dead at like 600 hours as like a 23 year old. You know, right. I, I I knew a lot of the things that I accomplished. I was very lucky to at an early age. Yep. But they so, were all building blocks that led me to where I am today. And, um, you know, these are definitely things that you just got to like take and enjoy and have a good time with it. You know, I was always in a rush when I was younger to get to where I am now. And right. I, I, you tend to forget to enjoy the ride along the way. No, dude, so, so true, man. So true. In fact, one of the reasons why I think ATC memes and my partners will agree with me on that, but one of the reasons why that site came to be was because I tried to make the best of a situation in which I really wasn't having a good time. You know, I tried to make it more humorous and try to diffuse mm-hmm. some of the stress I was under uh, in training at ATC. And, you know, things in my life had changed since that point, but the idea and like what I was doing with ATC memes, it continued. And it's still yeah. continuing today, you know, and that was yeah. birthed out of that moment. It's like, what is, uh, uh, Destruction leads to a very rough road, but it also breeds creation. Yep. What is okay? Fill in the lyric, right? Uh, yep. Oh, earthquake strikes wow. a girl's guitar. That's just another good. <laughs> right, that's classic. There you go. <laughs> I can hear I can hear Dan Goldberg singing the lyric. I can. I, I he's like jumping up for joy right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we only it's been about forty five minutes of recording. We have a lot of good stuff here, but before we go, I just have a few quick questions for you. For uh, sure. First of all, and it's fine if you don't have an opinion or you can't have an opinion, <clears> but. The recent crashes with the seven three. What's your opinion as a professional, very experienced, uh, you know, for your age, let's say, pilot, um, somebody who has experienced the new technologies? Is my point. Yeah, but also has experience uh, with it. You know, the the newer airplanes get. You know, they're always going to have these technologies, and I'll, I'll admit I haven't done a lot of research into it. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of one of those things. I, you know, my opinion can only go so far. Just more right. as far as an airline pilot, uh, I don't fly the seven thirty seven. I never have. Yep. So well, what I know is what I. I've read and what I've heard from friends who do that. Right. But essentially, I mean, you know, for those of you who have followed it, that whole new MCAS system, that auto trim function. Right. Um, I guess Boeing essentially what added that in mm-hmm. uh, when they put, when they made the Max, they put new engines on it. And those right. engines were ahead, I think, were more forward than they were on the, uh, the classics yeah, exactly. on the NGs. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they, uh, it acts similar to how the Airbus does, actually. So when I was in training in the Airbus for stall recovery, as crazy as it sounds, we actually uh, slowly add power and put flaps in. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not a pilot, but normally flaps help during stall, right? Right. So yeah. So the, the thing was is like normally, like when I flew the CRJ, you just put the power in really, you know, not really quick, but you put the power in full power as fast as you could to get that thrust. Yeah. Um, but you know, you got to remember on the CRJ, you got rear mounted, rear mounted engines. So, you know, the characteristics of the airplane are going to be different in a stall compared yeah, to wing nose forward engines. more on rear end, uh, rear engines or not. It's different. Yeah, rear rear mounted engines are going to nose forward faster, but right. um on wing mounted engines and I've never flown up until the Airbus, I've never flown an airplane with wing mounted engines and I didn't yeah. know this until training is that when you put in thrust really quick, the airplane is going to want to just pitch up really fast. Yeah. And um 
<clears throat> you can easily get into a secondary stall. Right. So right. something you didn't really have to worry about as much in the CRJ as compared to the Airbus. And I think the 7.3 Max is very similar with the, the new engines they put on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said, yeah, I, I mean, I guess they threw in like the, the uh, this computer, you know, technology. Um, mm-hmm. And again, the Airbus is all computers, and there's different laws and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of going into the future of airplanes, and Boeing's included. It's yeah. more computer generated systems that control the flight control characteristics yeah, I had of an airplane. Podcast episode, I guess, last week uh, and the week before, talking a little bit about that and how you know these dependent variables being fed into the system uh, affect the plane. And like, if the plane doesn't know what's going on, then the pilot's right. job is to recognize that. You know, exactly. Like, if you did so, a weird reading, like I'm sure you guys talk about like erroneous things you might see and how to deal. Oh, with of course, it. So, of course, and you deal with that all the time, and, and right. that happens in any airplane. But I think the more automated these airplanes become, and right. I think I think you kind of did touch uh, on one of your last podcasts about the over-reliance upon automation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I fly an Airbus and it's a very, very automated airplane, you still have to be very much in the loop. You right. still have to be doing your scan. You still got to fly. You still have to know how to fly an airplane. You know, right. you can't. And the problem is, I think, uh, a lot of these carriers out in like Asia and whatnot don't have the kind of training that we do here. You know, mm-hmm. and they, I think, you know, the Airbus was made for that kind of flying for guys, low-time people to just essentially just be over or excuse me over uh, relying upon the automation mm-hmm. and when you get into that kind of realm you, you get into a lot of trouble because right. you know when something breaks and it will it's a computer the things are going to happen it's like yep. you know it's a, it's a it's a mechanical thing it's going I think to I used break to go over to your house and time. fix your computer too you used to call me Dave, my computer's broken i'll come over <laughs> to your house <laughs> yeah you all the time all the time yep i remember that and uh yeah there's times where like the airplane will do something where and I've seen it. I've seen it in the jump seat on planes and stuff like that where, you know, the airplane, the autopilot's doing something and they're both looking at it like, what's what's going on? And they're trying to fix it. And in my head, I'm like, dude, just turn the autopilot off and fly an airplane and be a pilot. You know, right, right. a lot of guys <laughs> tend to forget how to do that. And um, I think that's right. something we kind of like, I, I, th- I think the airlines and, and the training overall here in America is kind of going back to that. Hey, like we got to be pilots again, you know, right. like, yeah. Um, which is good. You know, a lot of the training I've done, uh, my current company in my last company, like, you know, we, like, even my last like recurrent at my, uh, at sky West before I left was uh, a lot of hand flying. Yep. And, um, which is good, you know, and I, I, I'm a guy that loves to hand fly. I'm always kind of like that stick and rotor kind of guy. So I was really kind of like, uh, a little timid about going to the Airbus, um, mm-hmm. but I will say I, you know, I was a guy who made fun of the Airbus when I was younger. You know, you know that. Remember, like I had <laughs> yeah, that sticker. If it's not Boeing, I'm not going. Or I used to have the stickers. My my you brother know, loved been, that sticker. I don't even yeah, know if he knew he at the it. time the difference, but he was like, "That's a great sticker." I'm gonna. Get yeah, it. it was so funny. And uh, I mean, I never flew Boeing, so I have like I can't really have an opinion on either or. But yeah. um, coming from all the airplanes I've flown up until this point are very hands on. The CRJ was very hands on for the most part, you right. know, and. You know, the beach that was obviously flying a turboprop in a Cessna 402, very hands-on airplanes. Yep. So flying an Airbus, something as automated as the Airbus, it is different because less is more in this airplane. But that being said, you also got to tell yourself, I'm still a pilot. I still have to have that backbone of knowing how to fly an airplane if something goes wrong. For sure. And there are times you literally have to turn the autopilot off and just hand fly if something goes awry and it yep. happens, you know? Yep. So that's what we get trained to do. And that's, yeah, that's some guys amazing. get like, yeah, guys get complacent and that's our biggest, you know, enemy is complacency in this industry. It's right. It's so easy to become so, and you just have to remember to teach or tell yourself rather that, Hey, like, um, kind of fall into that like loop again, got like, got to take a step out. So, yep. well, Hey man, I really uh, appreciate that comment. I mean, that, that was an incredible uh, response. And I think what you said is really hits the nail on the head. A lot of people listening are probably nodding in agreement. Like, you know, everything you say is exactly what we're thinking. And, uh, and you know, who wouldn't agree with that? Like the automation is yeah. great. It makes your workload easier, but you got to be aware great. of it. 
you do. So. And uh, kind of going back to like, you know, the max thing, it's, you know, I don't really know too much about the system. I have, again, my, my knowledge of it is only what I've read. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, you know, obviously this is all speculation. You know, we're not going to know exactly what happened until those in, uh, investigations are finalized right. and that's going to take some time. But yeah. wow. Well, I agree, man. And, uh, this is just about wraps it up. And I just want to get you on the air to kind of describe a little bit about your story, particulars about it, where the mentors that you found, uh, particularly that one guy from Southwest. And yeah. Just a little of your story about how, you know, you kind of start with music and how we go way back and, and everything. So thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Just want to tell the fans one more time your, uh, Instagram handle, New York Sky Pirate, right? That's it. Yeah. New York Sky. Any particular reason why it's New York Sky Pirate? I don't, you know, I forgot. I think I just had like my name and like my first initial and my last name when I first made Instagram. And then like, you know, everyone started making handles and I was like, I don't know what mine's going to be. And then like, of course, then there was like that whole like Instagram, like, you know, investigation with all the pilots back in like 20, like, I don't know, 2012 or 2014. Yeah, uh, like Steve O1 had a great story about that in his podcast. About that. <sighs> so yeah, all of us, all of us kind of like freak, were freaked out about that. And like, yeah. so I, from then on there, I made mine private. It's not a public, yeah. um, yeah. Instagram, I will go through and if I think you're legitimate, like if you're not like a fake account or something like that, I will add and accept yeah. you. So he's actually a good guy, um, but he's real. He's real. not a bot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it, it's it's crazy because like I'll have like 500 people like requesting to follow me, and I have to go through every once in a while and just like weed out the bots and stuff like that. Yeah, and no, that's actually a classic technique, for, by the way. It for is. People getting, you know. It's, you know. Um, because, because yeah, you know, it, it's unfortunate that that happened, that whole like little wind shot thing happened. Cause, uh, yeah. but then there were some pilots that were kind of being stupid and posting photos below sterile and things like that. Right, and, like, you gotta right. be smart with it at least like yep. do it at cruise or don't do it on the guys. ground. Don't do it. Yeah. So don't but, do it. So, but Hey no, man, thanks fun. so much, yeah. dude. I appreciate Thank you. It. I appreciate but, you having me on. It's been fun. Hopefully we can get on again and, hopefully uh, get on again. maybe the next time. Stuff. Yeah. We'll talk more and, uh, Hey, you know, next time I'm up at Sacandaga Lake or whatnot, we'll get some video of you driving that boat and I'll make traffic calls like I did last time. It'd be a great time. <laughs> Split the jet skis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, take it easy. Right. You too. We'll see you, man. Have a take good care. one. Bye. Later. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Aviation Lowdown with my friend New York Sky Pirate. That's his handle on Instagram. We go way back. As you guys probably can tell by now, one hour of conversation having to do with basically our past and how he specifically got into aviation and a little bit of his story really, really opening up and just exploring the past of his career and what got him to where he is today. Really, really thank you so much, New York Sky Pirate. Once again, give him a a like. Give him a message. He's all about that stuff. Hey, guys, if you want to do something really cool, I'm sure you know already I'll be at Sun and Fun. That's, of course, next week down in Lakeland, Florida with my friends Banyan Pilot Shop and a whole bunch of other people, some of whom have actually been on this podcast before. You really don't want to miss this. I'll be there the 3rd through the 7th. The event is the 2nd through the 7th. Can't wait to see you guys there. Bring the sunscreen. It's going to be great. As always, guys, LO at aviationlowdown.com. Can't wait to read those messages. Take care, guys. Bye.